You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing, funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I am your host, and today I am with Monica Swanson. Monica is a popular blogger at monicaswanson.com, host of the Monica Swanson podcast, formerly the Boy Mom podcast, and author of Raising Amazing and Boy Mom. Monica and her husband, Dr. Dave, live on the North Shore of Oahu, where they've raised four sons, three who are now legal adults, and a 12-year-old still home homeschooling. The Swansons raise tropical fruit and spend a lot of time at the beach and on the golf course. Luke, 18, is a professional surfer, and Levi, 12, is an avid golfer. Monica loves to cheer on families to grow deep connections to God and one another. Monica, I'm so excited. We're connecting Montana and Hawaii right now. Thank you for coming on. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Oh, thank you. I love hearing about your life. It sounds wonderful. I can't believe you (laughs) raised four boys. I have two daughters, so I can't relate at all. Although we did have a boy live here for his senior year, and that was a whole different ball of wax. His bedroom smelled so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I was like, ugh. Right. Um, Yeah. So fill in the blanks. What did I miss about who you are and what you do? How in the world did you start blogging? How did it Mm. transfer into writing books? What did you do before you started that? Just fill us in. I'm nosy as all get out. Oh, wow. Well, that's a (laughs) lot. My husband and I come from the Pacific Northwest. So for anyone listening, we've been in Hawaii longer than I've lived anywhere. So I've been here 22 years, but we're both from the Pacific Northwest. My husband went to medical school in Portland, Oregon. And then we came to Hawaii for what we thought was a three-year residency. And by the time we finished, my husband was like, why would I ever leave? So I love it here, but there I do miss seasons and, you know, kind of have this Mm -hmm. Seattle girl deep down in me. But we had three sons during that time of medical school and residency, and it was a pretty crazy, chaotic season, but somehow ended up really loving our family life, loving our Hawaii life. Finally, right before I turned 40, we were like, maybe we should have one more. Maybe it'll be a girl this time. And then fourth (laughs) son came real quick. And it was in that season that I just felt like I wanted to do something. I I love parenting. I love my family. But I've always had that kind of itch that I just have something in me that I want to do outside of just, you know, the parenting gig every day. So I thought, well, let's try this blog thing. Let's see what happens. And I've always enjoyed writing, but never really considered it a career path. But as soon as I started blogging, I was like just hooked. I loved, and I still to this day, I think blogs are so much fun. They're just so Mm -hmm. short form, conversational. They're just, they fit me. Like if there's one thing that fits me as a writer, it would be blogging. And so, yeah, I started blogging. And at first I was like, wow, we're in Hawaii. Maybe people will want to look at pretty pictures of the beach and my cute sons and People weren't really, I mean, that's all fun. But I think as I started to share a little bit, I got brave and would be like, you know, share a little bit more of my heart for family and things I'd learned and experiences we had and Mm -hmm. wisdom I'd gained. And that's what people were coming for. I was like, wait, you're not coming for the Hawaii stuff. And so I was, I guess, encouraged that I had something to say maybe. And then it was about three and a half years into blogging that I kind of had that magical moment where a couple blog posts just went viral and Um, You know, I felt like they weren't rocket science. I wasn't saying anything that I thought was so novel, but 
I think it was just the kind of common sense that our world is craving because common sense isn't so common anymore. And um, yeah, it was just actually the main blog post that went viral was called uh, What a Teenage Boy Needs Most from His Mom. And it was just- I I saw that. I saw that back in the day. I loved that. (laughs) Right? Yes. It it went around the globe a few times. My computer kept crashing. and I love it. How exciting. Oh, it was so exciting. It was just like, is this for real? Um, All of a sudden, you know, I'm getting emails from people all over the world. And I was like, wow. So one thing led to another. Uh, Over the next few years, I started thinking about a book. And so that's how Boy Mom came to be. And just have loved that experience. Started podcasting. I was terrified of the whole podcasting thing, and oh, now I've grown isn't to it love so it. Scary. The very it's first horrible. time you turn on that microphone, I'm like, there better be no one home because I'm embarrassed in my own skin right now. Seriously, <laughs> exactly. Yes, I think I recorded that first episode like 30 times before I actually was ready to share. Uh, so now I have a weekly podcast, and just recently my next book, Raising Amazing, came out. So I have just had a really fun journey, and. I'm so grateful. Oh, that is so awesome. I have many parallels in your story. I won't waste too much of your time telling you, but I went to medical school. Oh, and you I did. actually, wow. Yeah, I, I went to college at UW. And oh. um, so I have the Seattle connection. And then yeah. I went to med school. I'm a, I'm a family physician. What's your husband's specialty? He specialized in family medicine, but now he's a hospitalist in patient medicine. Awesome. So glad that, you know, that's such an important job. Huge. I'm class of 98 from med school. Can you- he was 2000. Yeah. So in our day, the hospitalists were, it was just starting to be a thing. Exactly. I feel like he was one of the original and now they have like full specialties in hospitalist medicine. It's like a given that you're not going to see your doctor now when you're admitted to the hospital, which right. in a way I think is sad for continuity, but in a bigger way, I think it's amazing for care because yes. doctors who are mostly doing ambulatory care are not going to be as up to date on on diabetic ketoacidosis and stuff like that. So Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so wait, yeah. now I need to get to know you. Are you a working <laughs> physician or are you not? I'm not. Practicing? No, I'm on my 19th year of maternity leave. What in yeah. the world? Crazy town. So crazy. So I went to medical school, went to residency. My husband is a dentist and then he went to his residency. So we were married six years before we had our kids. And the plan was always that I was just going to work part time. I love continuity. I love family medicine. I love procedures. I love it all. So I was going to just do sort of part time, have my mom be our nanny and then hop right back once the kids were raised. But I never went back to my profession after my baby was born, my first baby. And they're they're 22 months apart. And I went through, and it isn't because of the postpartum depression, but that made it seem harder to get back into it. And then I was Uh like, you know what? I'm a mom. Like, I don't feel like I have the bandwidth for both. And my patients deserve as perfect a care as humanly possible, which was Uh already super stressful for me knowing how human I am. And then my family, like my family needs me and I'm the only one who can fill that role for them. So I'm just very happily was a stay at home mom for 20 years. I now have a senior in high school and a freshman in college. And I have done a lot of things like when you, I I have a blog too, and I have had a couple Uh posts go like mini viral and that's so fun. I write about medicine. I write about parenting. I write about my clothing line. And it is so important to find something that reminds you of who you were before you had kids. But of course it's going to be informed by what you've gained by having kids. And it's just, yes. it's so fun. Like I wouldn't change a thing. So anyway, oh that's, my goodness. That's, that's my deal. 
Well, I just have to say, I have so much respect for you and the choice you made because you're absolutely right. I mean, as much as it's like, oh, all the work that went into medical school and residency, there, there's only one person that can be the mom to your kids and no one else can right. replace you. So I, I applaud that. I think that was a really hard and courageous and, and awesome choice. So well done. Thanks. I really eat that up because I didn't show my face at my residency program for so long because oh, yeah. I was embarrassed. I was a little bit ashamed. Yeah. I was like, you know, my, oh, I'm sorry. I feel like a failure. I get yeah, that. No, and, and that was all on me. You know, nobody was making me feel that way. No. That was just no. me uh, overthinking yeah. things, you know? And I'm sure a lot but, of people are envious. They're like, I wish I could do that. And just a yes, little totally. side note to my story was I was actually getting my master's in physical therapy when I oh, met my really? husband and I mm. dropped out of PT school because it was like, we kind of decided we wanted one of us to pursue, you know, a major career path, but two of us at yes. once seemed a bit much. So I kind of relate mm. to that. Cause I remember when I bowed out, everyone was like, are you kidding me? You are on the, the, the wait yeah. list to get in. You finally got in. It's going great. And you're quitting. Mm. And I was like, yes. Mm. And I didn't yeah. even have kids yet. So that was a really awkward move. See, you guys were more mature than I was. That's, no. um, you know, I, <laughs> I feel like I thought I could do it all. And that was just my naivete and immaturity. And you know what, but I don't want anyone to, who does it all to feel criticized because I can't totally. do it all, but yes. some people can, <laughs> some yes. people can, I just can't. Yes. Like I am You're a ball right. of anxiety. I have clinical <laughs> depression that is very well controlled, mm-hmm. but is a factor, you know, mm-hmm. you got to know yourself. I have a high earning potential husband. I am so fortunate that he is able mm. to provide for our family by himself. Yes. And actually now I'm a reluctant dental assistant on the side because he and I have a oh. traveling root canal practice. So I ha- he does the root canals and I hand him things. Wow. Yeah. We just do that a couple days a week, but it is so fun. So cool. Wow. Yeah, thanks. So, you know, <laughs> one of my favorite things to tell people is that I think that nobody should live their current life to justify their past life. And I think a lot of people do. And you said people are envious. I think some people have to stay working because they have huge debt. I was, I went mm-hmm. to a state medical school. I didn't have any debt when I came out. That was really, really nice. rare nice. and fortunate. Um, yeah. yeah. My husband, on the other hand, had multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Yeah. He mm-hmm. went to yeah. dental school right in the city of San Francisco and it was so expensive. But anyway, yeah, I was like, you know, I'm not going to be a doctor just because I was a doctor, you know? like That's just, so good. I love it. You and I across the ocean, we have a lot in oh, common. Yeah. It's so fun. And there's there's more um, I can't wait to get to. But anyway, tell me all about your most recent book, Raising Amazing. Mm, thank you. I am having so much fun as we record. It just released into the world. And, you know, with a book, it just feels like a child, you know, you, you go through the long drawn out process of writing it, editing it. And so to finally have it out and available is just so special. Again, my book, Boy Mom was specifically for, of course, moms raising boys. And so I have loved being able to kind of broaden my scope. And I brought my husband into this one who is really the secret sauce. Like my husband is the wisdom behind all I do. And so at the end of each chapter of Raising Amazing is a word to the dads Hello, dads need to be in this parenting game, right? And so, yes. And so I did, you know, a lot of research. So I made sure that what I'm talking about applies to girls as well as boys. So this book really is fun because I get to encourage the moms and dads of boys and girls. Uh, The subtitle is kind of funny. So it is bringing up kids who love God, like their family, and do the dishes without being asked. 
So that's Whoa, kind of a, that's, a, that's a big promise. <laughs> it is a big promise, isn't it? And I think that's the main reason that people are going to pick up the book because everyone's like, are you serious? Do the dishes without being asked? But yeah, the main focus of the book is just raising kids of faith, character, and strong family relationships. So my four boys are best friends with each other. I know there's no way to make that happen, but I think there's a lot we can do as parents to kind of foster that relationship. And same with faith, you know, kids have a free will. We are not sovereign. We can't force them to love God, but there's a lot we can do to introduce them to faith and to really nurture that and help them understand God's love and grace in their life. Um, And then character is something I talk a lot about. I have a character training course, which is an online digital course that I open up a couple times a year year. And character is just something I'm such a fan of. I think in our modern culture, there's just not enough of a focus on kids of character and what that looks like and how we as parents can really instill character in our kids when our culture is so focused on, you know, the selfie generation. It's all about me and and cutting corners and finding ways to get ahead instead saying, what is character? What does that look like? And how can we encourage our kids to embrace character? And so I've had so much fun with this and yeah, it's now available. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you for doing the work that you're doing, helping (sighs) raise parents to raise kids because man, it's hard and it's so important. It is. And again, I like to make it really clear. There's no guarantees. We don't have a formula, but I do love to cheer on parents to just say, you know, with the time you have, which is going to go by a lot faster than you think. You can agree with me. I'm sure on that time flies. And so do what you can with the time you have. Love those kids well. Enjoy them. And yeah, so it's it's been a really fun project. The other cool feature in the book is each of my boys has um, sections throughout. So every chapter has a oh. thought from one of my boys and it kind of oh just is sharing from their experience. Um, and that includes my 12-year-old. So it was a really ah. fun project. Family affair. I love it. Oh my gosh. How wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I can't wait to read it. Cannot mm-hmm. wait. Okay. And of course I will link to both of your, your books in the show notes. Okay. Let's do your rapid fire questions really quick. Oh, I'm nervous. Oh, it's okay. You'll be good. <laughs> do you have a song lyric that you get wrong? That's funny. Well, I have a song lyric. I, I remember getting wrong as a kid. So that's what I was thought of when I was asked this. Oh, and yes, so perfect. it's not current, but I just remember as a kid embarrassing myself because I was belting out the lyrics to the song, Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue. I think it was Crystal Gale. This is the seventies, you guys. I'm, I'm <laughs> yes. in my fifties now. And I would sing, don't you take my brownies. Don't you take my brownies. <laughs> My, my best friend was like, what are you singing? And I didn't realize that it wasn't about brownies. That's adorable. Oh my gosh. Yeah. there. <laughs> you just reminded me of, there's a Christian song and I can't even think of what the right lyrics are, but maybe you'll recognize it. To me, it sounds like he's saying, my name is Fred. <laughs> my name is Fred. You'll hear it one day and you'll be like, okay. oh my gosh, this is not And fun. I'll start singing, my name is Fred. Yeah, my oh. name is Fred. And I have, a, I have a girlfriend whose husband's name is Fred. And I'm like, hey, there's a song about Fred. That <laughs> anyway, is awesome. So I silly. Okay, so who is the funniest person that you know? 
I've decided that when you share genetics with somebody, they can make you laugh in a way that maybe mm. nobody else can. So my boys mm-hmm. can make me laugh until I just about wet my pants. My mom <laughs> as well. And my mom has actually made me wet my pants. My mom and I did a trip <laughs> to Australia. I spent a semester studying in Australia in college. She came out oh. to travel with me and we were on so many bus tours. We were flying around doing those bus tours to the point where you just get loopy. You're just like, so over it and so slap happy. And I remember stepping off the bus and I said, mom, don't make me laugh right now or I might wet my pants. And she said like one silly thing. And I stood there and peed my pants and I might've been 19 (laughs) or 20. So I I think there's something about my own family members that just there's this genetic thing. And I laugh way too hard. My sons and my mom. Yes. Oh, I love that answer. I feel so I feel so similar to that. It's my people, man. They they just crack yeah. me up. Yeah. My oldest daughter is like, I'm not a funny person, mom, but I can make you laugh so hard. And I'm like, oh, see, yeah. that's where you're wrong, honey. You are hilarious. And she's like, yes. but only you think that. And I'm like, because I'm your mother, but <laughs> I am enough. not wrong. <laughs> that's oh enough. gosh. She's so funny. Okay, what TV show are you hooked on or what has been your favorite binge watch? Yeah. Okay. So we're not big TV people around here, but mm-hmm. we have loved the Chosen series. Yes. So it, if if anyone hasn't seen it, it took us a while to figure it out because like either you have to get the app or you have to do it through, I guess, YouTube or something. But yeah. the Chosen series is so good. I feel like it's really helped kind of bring the Bible alive and, and help my kids to just kind of get an understanding that everybody in the Bible, Jesus and his disciples, we're all real people with real things going on. So I love the Chosen series, but as we're talking, there's something new in my life. Literally in the last like week, we started watching Alone. Do you watch Alone? Mm, I know. Mm-hmm. We love Alone. It's, like the survival show. I don't know Those where I've been. Those are so crazy. Yeah, oh no, my goodness. love that too. Yeah, Scott and yeah. I watch that and we are just like, why? 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 But yes. thank you for doing this. This is so entertaining. Yeah. It is. And we can't turn it off. It's like you start following and then you just can't stop. And you have your favorites. Uh, yeah. We argue over our favorites. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to link to both of those in the show notes. Good, good. Yeah. So, so fun. Okay. What movie line gets quoted most in your house? <laughs> well, the first thing that popped in my head, I have a Luke. My third son is Luke. And so, of course, my husband loves to walk in the door and say, I am your father, Luke. So Star Wars gets quoted it. a lot. That one's kind of corny, but it happens. No, that's great. But you know what? My husband texts his dad a lot. His parents live in Reno and they're here for the summer uh, and then they go back. And um, we love them both so much and they're great people. And Scott's dad is one of his best friends. But when Mm -hmm. his dad texts him, the text tone, and it's several times a day and it freaking makes me laugh every single time. And I'm like, when am I going to get over this? I am your father. Every time. I'm like, it's so funny. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know you could get that. Okay, we should probably set that up on oh, Dave's phone. Oh my gosh. That'd yeah, it's too fun. It's too fun. Yep, yep. Okay, uh, what is your favorite thing about the place that you live? This is not a hard question for someone who lives in Hawaii. <laughs> right, but I think I know the answer because okay. there's a lot to love about Hawaii. And it's true, even though we don't have seasons. But when mm-hmm. I walk outside at night, there are two things that will never cease to bless me. Like I appreciate them even 22 years later. One is 
that it's pretty much always that warm, balmy evening Mm -hmm. air. And Mm -hmm. I think I didn't realize how unique that is. We go to California a lot in the summer and sometimes it's a really hot day, but still at night it tends to get cool almost everywhere except of course in a tropical environment. So I love like leaving a restaurant where there's been air conditioning Mm -hmm. and you walk out and you're like, oh, it's nice and warm. I just love the warm evenings. Yeah. The evening is wrapping its arms around me. It's yeah. Yes. And it's just so special. I'm like, oh. And then the other thing is the smell of our flowers. Like if you walk Mm. by a plumeria or um, just tuberose, some of the tropical flowers just fill the air with such a special scent that I'm like, if I got a whiff of a plumeria and I couldn't live here anymore, I think I would just cry because it's just so special. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been to Hawaii in a really long time and you're making me want to visit. Yeah. If you like to rip your bra off when you're finally home for the day, you're just like me. But I don't like my boobs to be all akimbo in a million directions and I don't want to terrorize the UPS man. So I came up with shelfies, which are super soft, cozy, built-in shelf bra loungewear. Each shelf bra has just enough thickness for nipple coverage, separate cups, which are built in for good separation, and just enough lift for some support. S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. Not because we're fancy, but because plain shop was taken. (laughs) Check them out. Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is not only to remind people who might think we're fancy for some reason or another that none of us really are, and also to show what special connections form when we share these stories. So what do you have for us today? (laughs) When I was dating my husband, I have never publicly shared this story, but you're right. For those listening, when, when you sign up to do a podcast here, you get a little list. And apparently I was in a mood and I decided to just open my big mouth and share this. So let's go for it. I can do this. So my husband, I fell for him really quick and hard. I met him and was like, this is who I want to marry. Like I knew he represented all the good and godly qualities that I wanted to find in a man. And so we quickly became like really good friends and spent a lot of time. I always say, you know, he's a doctor and I felt like I was in an interview for the first month or two where there was very little flirting. It wasn't romantic. It was more like I was in an interview process. He was trying to figure out if he wanted to marry me or not. I could tell from the beginning. Did you check all the boxes? That is adorable. I told him eventually one night we were sitting there. It was about two in the morning. I was in physical therapy school. He hadn't started medical school. And I just looked at him and I was like, I am everything you're looking for. (laughs) Like I just had to make it very clear. Yes, right? That's so cute. So we went to visit my parents in Gig Harbor, Washington, and I had PT stuff to study, and he was studying, I don't know, he was taking some prereqs from med school. And we went down into my older brother's bedroom, which this this dates us as well. He had a waterbed. Remember those? Oh, my. <laughs> he had a <Yep>. waterbed. <laughs> and so we were just sitting very innocently, sitting side by side on the waterbed, each of us doing our studies. And I was exhausted. And apparently, I drifted off to sleep as I was studying. And somehow, in that brief moment of drifting off, I passed gas. I let out the, <laughs> a big, a big toot, as we call them with our younger boy. And it 
was so loud on that waterbed that it rattled. It woke me up. I look over at my husband, now husband, my friend at the time. There's no way to pretend it was anything but what it was, right? absolutely (laughs) nothing I could do in that moment. And he just started to laugh so hard. And I ran and just like hid in a corner of the house. I was like, I cannot believe this guy I like so much just heard me do that in my sleep. Oh, it was horrible. (laughs) Well, you're like, well, if he still likes me now, it's on. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, exactly. So cute. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. yeah. Never will forget it. First person to tell a similar story. Oh, good. Yeah. So Sid Beer, <laughs> she is so cute. She had a similar story and that's when she knew her husband was in love with her. Aww. They were around his parents and he took the blame. He was like, oops, excuse me. And she was like, we're getting married. That's it. Oh, right? like, he loves him. <laughs> Ah, oh, so that was really what a cute. Good man. I know. At least you weren't around his parents, right? Exactly. Just my parents were upstairs and he made sure they found out and they, you know, weren't at all surprised. <laughs> oh, <a> turkey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then it happened to you every every night the first trimester of every pregnancy, right? right? Like that's exactly. definitely what it happened to me. I would <laughs> I would drift off and then I would hear it and then I'd be like, and my husband would be like, <laughs> <laughs> so mature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah, we are totally bringing another human being into this world, and we're sitting uh-huh. here giggling about this. Yeah, but uh-huh. that was. I mean, that's way later when you're totally comfortable with each other. When you're just dating and you haven't declared your love for each other, yeah, that's a fragile time. I'm. So sorry yes. that happened, but look, Thank it all you. worked out. Thank you. It did. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, okay. What happened at your college job when you were interning? Oh, that, that's this is downright shameful. I think my dad <laughs> wanted to kick me out of the house. So my father is a lawyer, and he thought that I should get some good experiences when I was in college. I don't think I had yet chosen to go into, I, I ended up majoring in sports medicine and went on to physical therapy school. But when I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do, my dad was like, you know, I have a relationship with our governor of Washington State. And this summer, I can get you hooked up with an internship with the governor. Mm. And I was like, oh, that sounds fancy. (laughs) That sounds cool. And so I get home from college and it was kind of a blur. You know, I was going to college in Southern California. Then I came home and just in the transition, I kind of forgot about the idea of maybe studying who I was going to work for and what that would look like. And so I go to the Capitol the very first day, go in, meet the person who I would be working side by side with. And then at some point we walked through across a hallway and we see a guy and you know she was introducing me to all these different people different departments and administration and so I was just meeting everyone and this one guy walked up and he said hey my name is and he just some you know simple basic name and I was like oh nice to meet you and I walk back with her and she's like you are good and I was like I'm good. And she's like, oh, you just pulled one on him. You know what? You just gave him a taste of his own medicine. He's he's a trickster. He's always tricking people. And I was like, what did I do? And she's like, you don't know that you just met the governor. And I was like, that was the governor? She's like, yeah, he gave you some different name just to throw you off, but you played that well. And I was like, I am so embarrassed. I had no idea that that was him. So obviously, I had no idea what the guy looked like. I didn't know anything about oh him. Oh, my but gosh. Ah, I, but luckily, yeah. he was a jokester, so he didn't even know probably that you, yes, you were Yes, I hope not. I was truly embarrassed. I went home and told my dad, and my dad was like, 
you just blew it. Like I got you this job and then you dare to not know who you're working for. So yeah, that was pretty bad. That's great. I love it. So do you sometimes still get like this dreaded, awful, like sinking feeling like I cannot believe that I didn't recognize the governor or are you over it? I do. I still, yeah, I, I still do get that feeling. Like, I, it, but you know, it's kind of, it's a good reminder to me because I do have a tendency, it must be a personality thing, but I'm so... I just move one thing to the next so quickly that I mm-hmm. feel like one of my areas of weakness is I don't prepare well for the next thing. And yeah. so I could see doing something like that still like, okay, what's coming up? What do I need to know about this situation? I'm not one of those people that's like really thorough and does my research. I just show up and I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe I have too much confidence. I'm just like, oh, it'll all work out. <laughs> like, yeah, this will be good. Yeah. Yeah. So being a podcast host, I'm learning to like, okay, I should probably read up and know a little bit, have my act together. So yeah, I'm, I'm still growing in that area. Sometimes I think the spontaneity is better for certain things too. I'll go with that. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. I like it too. Okay. You know, now that I am a reluctant dental assistant uh, and you have some dental hygiene issues. Tell me about those. Oh my goodness. And your husband's (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know what? I just don't I I have an issue with my own dental past and future. I have had a lot of dental work done. I think my parents gave me a lot of um freedom <laughs> as a kid which yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed, but I think I consumed a lot of sugar and I think I brushed my teeth, but I don't remember flossing. I don't know you can tell me how important flossing is, but I make my kids brush and floss like mm-hmm. continually. And so I, by the time I was married, I had already had, you know, a number of cavities, fillings, whatever. And now I've been through the root canals and, oh, Mm -hmm. but I think that I just fear what the future holds because I'm like, if I've already had all this work done, I know that it only gets worse. And so a few times a week, I um, will wake up or in my half awake state, I'll sit up in bed and I'll say, oh, shoot. I think I forgot to brush my teeth and I have to sit there while I slowly wake up to remember whether or not I might've brushed and flossed. And my (laughs) husband has gotten to know this well enough, this whole routine where he'll be like, yes, you brushed and flossed, go back to sleep. And I lay down and go back to sleep, but it must be on my mind because I do this at least once, if not two to three times a week. And I never would get in bed without brushing and flossing. And yet I will still sit up terrified that I might've forgotten. So I have issues. It's the last important task that you do before you go to bed and you just like, I cannot remember. Well, you know, it it touches on a lot of things. One, I want to tell you before I forget, that my husband tells patients all the time, and he's a very honest man. He doesn't blow sunshine mm-hmm. up anyone's rear. He, including mine, much to my chagrin at times, but um, <laughs> he, uh, he he tells people all the time, you will lose your teeth if your gums aren't healthy and you're, <sighs> you're doing a great job of keeping your gums healthy. Cavities and um, root canals and crowns and all that stuff. Yeah, you might have to have dental work throughout the years, but you're not going to lose your teeth to the point where you're going to have to have dentures unless your gums are unhealthy and you have total control over that. So there you go. Okay. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's like sunscreen. Where I screwed up when I was younger, I'm trying to make up for it now. So whatever I can do. You gum health is something that can be improved. So it's not like you're just screwed because you didn't do a good job of it as a kid. So you're brushing, you're flossing, you're good to go. Thank you. 
Thank you. Doesn't it speak to the things that we do routinely don't etch our conscience like things that uh-huh. we don't do routinely? And so, ah. you know, it's like, did I lock the front door? Because you have to lock mm-hmm. it every night before you go to bed. And yep. so that's the thing you worry about. And I know yes. it's, but you know, if, so you don't actually ever get to the point where you have to get out of bed and feel your toothbrush. Cause I've done that more than once. It's like, is it, is it wet? Yeah. Sometimes I'm either to the sink or halfway there when it, occurs to me that I need to go back to bed. So yeah, I, I do play this out. It's like a phobia. I mean, it's really, I could probably talk to a therapist. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, is this you and you just have to do this thing and it just happens to be about teeth. And if you got over the tooth thing, it would be about something else. I don't know. Right. Good point. Probably. Yeah, I can stick who with knows? teeth. Yeah. What my, I went through a phase when I was in like early high school that I would wake up in the middle of the night and start getting ready for school. And like my oh, dad yeah. would hear me because he's kind of a light sleeper and he'd be like, what are um, you doing in the shower? It's 3 a.m. And I'd be like, uh-uh. it is? Okay, I'm going back yes. to bed. And <clears throat> that was so weird, but I think it's pretty common. And my youngest daughter does this, has done the same thing. And it's like, uh-huh. this is a weird yes. thing that she inherited from me. <laughs> exactly. No, I have a brother who would do that as well. And I think that, you know, sleep is a weird thing. And the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, sleep is is tough. But I think we do work out a lot of stress in our sleep. I remember my very first job in high school was being a hostess at a really high-end, nice restaurant. And I, to this day, think that was the most stressful job I've had in my life. But I would wake up and find myself like in the living room thinking that I was delivering blankets to a table because they were cold by the window. And I just remember like working through all the stress of that job in my sleep. So yeah, I think that's kind of how we're wired. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, brain, you do what you need to do. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, those stories are so great. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for your willingness to be vulnerable. And next time you're at a party where there are a bunch of people you don't know very well, get a movement going where everybody tells an embarrassing story because it's the most fun I've ever had. Yeah. That is so good. It's now time to talk about life hacks. Do you have a quick life hack for the listeners? It took me a long time, but I really believe having a good chore system is a game changer. So I don't know if we call that a hack or not, but I went years where I was really frustrated because I homeschool, my kids were around all the time, and I just couldn't come up with a system. But once I came up with one that worked, it was a game changer for all of us. So I say if you're frustrated, because I talk to a lot of women who are like, oh, they just don't work. I can't get a chore system. And we're always nagging and they're always complaining. I say find one and stick with it because it really does change your life. Do you have any specifics about the chore system that finally worked for you? I mean, I guess it's just different with every family. Years ago, I wrote a blog post about what we do. It's it's oh, not yeah. fancy. It's not fancy. But I will say this, because we had four kids, actually only three were of the age of doing chores. So I think if you have two and up, but especially three and up, our system works. And it's simply where I had note cards hanging up on a kind of bulletin board. And everyone knows their daily chores. So that's things like get up, make your bed, put away your stuff, whatever it might be. But then there's a weekly list as well, and that rotates each week. So we have the Mm -hmm. kitchen zone, the garbage duty, the living room hallway. And whatever your thing was that week, all week long, you would do all the major dishes or you would vacuum and and mop. And so everyone kind of could look at that board and know which brother was blowing it, dropping the ball, the garbage (laughs) needs to go out. So they could call each other out, some accountability there. But for us, it was real simple. You rotate each week. Nobody could say it's unfair. And then you had your daily responsibilities as well. 
Wow. That's so good. I will definitely link that. Awesome. (laughs) Cool. Okay. Tell me what you've been loving lately that you think the listeners might love too. Well, this is kind of a sleep hack since we're talking about sleep, but I like to tell everybody when I find something that works, I have found a product. I originally found it through like a Whole Foods grocery store, but now I see they have it on Amazon, but it's called Calm Sleep. And Mm. it is just a little like, you know, I used to take melatonin sometimes, but take too much of that gave me crazy dreams. Calm Sleep has some melatonin, but also has like magnesium and GABA and it's all natural, but you blend it in with warm water before bed. So it kind of helps you have that nighttime routine you're supposed to have. And then I discovered they also have it in capsule form. So you can do that, but I love the tea. And it just really is the most effective sleep aid that is all natural that I have found. So Calm Sleep, you can find it on Amazon. Don't get just Calm because all Calm is is magnesium. You need Calm Sleep. So there's a sleep hack for you. I love it. You may have forgotten, but because this is something else we have in common, I have to bring it up. You put that you're a big fan of the Bible Recap by Tara Lee Cobble. I love her. It is the way I study my Bible on my own. I have learned so much from it and I love it, love it, love it. And I don't do it every day. I do about twice a week. Tell me your experience with it. I love Tara Lee. I've had her on my podcast and I just think she's so smart and so funny. But you've had her on your podcast. That's awesome. I did. She is great. And what I love is that I feel like how many times have I tried to read through the Bible and you get to certain books. Right now I'm in Ezekiel. Hello. That's not easy Mm -hmm. to read. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, you know, I'm finding myself skimming and am I just doing this to check a box or do I really want to grow in God's word? So I love that she really adds just enough insight, cultural information, context, and and kind of just brings it to life and helps me understand it and feel like there's a reason I'm reading this. So I love the yes. Bible recap. Super short. My husband loves to listen to her podcast. I read it in her book and um, it just sheds so much light on things. So I love that. That's kind of my been my go-to for a while now. I don't even know if I knew she had a book. Wow, cool. Monica, I feel like I made a new friend today and I don't mm-hmm. say that lightly. Thank you so much for being on the show with me. Oh my goodness. Thank you. You are a hoot to talk to. So much fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast. If you want to find all of the links that we discuss in this show, go to fancyfreepodcast.com. And don't forget that Fancy Free listeners get 10% off at Shelfie Shop. That's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Use the code FANCYFREE for 10% off the coziest built-in shelf bra loungewear on earth. Have a wonderful week. And remember, no one is as fancy as they look. <laughs>